I'm Josh Wall, and frankly, I love movies. Today, we look at a man who is forced to look after a daughter with his dying mentor. But it's also a superhero movie with a lot of killing in it. I'm joined by my guest Lexi Cutmore to discuss James Mangold's final X-Men movie, Logan. So we are kind of in a interesting spot in entertainment right now. We are every year it seems like there's more superhero movies coming out as the last year and just it, we keep seeing more and more. What do you think would you consider this movie a superhero movie on the surface or by the basic definition of it? What would you consider this movie? I mean, strictly on the basis of his character, it makes it a superhero movie, but it definitely derived away from the typical like box office mm-hmm. superhero movie that we've seen in the past yeah it's not necessarily the most it's not like it's, it's got like the quick witty humor or like the super like fun superhero movies that we've seen that we've just been like pl- like plagued with in a way from the mcu this is and it's also extremely different from previous x-men movies i think that while sure because of its character it is a superhero movie but it's much more a drama and extremely human than anything else ironically enough so this movie came out in just last year in march i remember when i when i went to go see it um i was i was really excited for it because the first trailer i loved because it had hurt in it by johnny cash which is one of my favorite songs and it it definitely seemed like this would be something that was not only different but i felt like it was going to be special yeah for sure i mean and the fact that it's only the second rated R movie in the Marvel franchise, like thus far. Mm-hmm. And I had read before that James Mangold was trying to break away from this sort of mentality that it's a children's movie. And seeing that he was making that change, it just automatically off the bat makes you think this is going to be different yeah. in some way. This is going to be significant. Absolutely. And I, I think it's, it obviously is going to garner a lot of um, look. And viewership because obviously it is a superhero movie everyone knows the character of of logan but this is not this is definitely not wolverine as we've seen him this is kind of the standalone wolverine movie that we've been wanting to see since 2009 when x-men origins wolverine came out and you know we don't really we don't talk about that that much <laughs> i went to go see this movie opening night and i was blown away by it i knew it was going to be good i had no real and like expectations for it to be bad but it was so much better than i could have ever imagined it being what was your first experience with it like um i definitely i remember begging my parents to go and see it because <laughs> i don't really get out too much but um i had already read the old man logan <clears throat> comics that came out before the movie mm-hmm. so i had sort of this expectation going and sitting in the theater and just experiencing this film was far beyond anything i could have ever expected um we'll talk about how different it is from the old man logan comics in a little bit because that is a that's a very good point um so so it's directed by james mangold who i think is a pretty underrated director in my opinion he also did the wolverine which i thought was actually pretty good and also he did walk the line which is one of my favorite movies that's got that's all about um johnny cash Mm -hmm. it's it's so great and obviously the um, as Patrick Stewart as Professor X um, we have Stephen Merchant as Caliban Boyd Holbrook as the villain whose name escapes me do you know his name? The uh, Mc- Pierce Pierce right um, and um, obviously of course we have Hugh Jackman as um, Logan as this is supposed to be his final X-Men movie unless they pair him with the MCU some way but he says it's his last one and I I adore Hugh Jackman (laughs) like how could you not he's just so lovable and everything about him he's just fantastic um it was co-written by James Mangold and it was actually nominated for an Oscar for best adapted screenplay at the Academy Awards in 2018 I think that was a very of all the nominations that year that was definitely one that stuck that stood out to me as being kind of excuse me against the mold of what the Academy has kind of set before it 
you don't see a whole lot of superhero movies nominated like in uh, other than like for visual effects or anything like that i think getting a screenplay nomination is a pretty big deal wouldn't you say like and do you think it deserved it the, the do you think it's a faithful adaptation at least no i think so definitely mm-hmm. the, the writing is i mean not only principally from a story perspective but definitely because of just everything about it like the characters and the dialogue just seems like it, it just rolls off and it just works um the budget for this movie was about a hundred million dollars and it grossed 619 million dollars and it's the fourth highest um grossing r-rated movie behind uh deadpool matrix reloaded and it that's that's pretty good like that's (laughs) that's pretty that's that's crazy to think about like not a lot of you don't think about a lot of r-rated movies like that um making that much money but you also don't think of a lot of superhero movies getting an r rating no and i think it surpassed any of their expectations Mm mm-hmm with the film this this movie definitely needed to be rated r if it was pg-13 it it probably still would have been good but it wouldn't have been as good as it, as it probably could have been i think one of the things that they have to stray away from obviously when it's not rated r is swearing and you know that sort of mm-hmm. thing the gore and that's definitely what made this movie stand out was yeah. you kind of need them to be able to drop a few f-bombs here and there yeah. and just like the blood mm-hmm. really stood out. Absolutely. It needs to be like, it needs to get that, like that grit. It just makes it better. I, I also, before we get into our um, review, I just, I just like to say that I think that the way that they marketed this movie was really well done too. Not only with the trailers, but I think the posters um, were really well done because they didn't show you a whole lot. Like there's one of just Logan's face with scars on it. There's one where he's holding, um, Laura's Laura, that's her name. Laura's hand, which is like one of my favorite posters. It it just like it's clear that there's it's going to be there's going to have some sentimental value. There's going to be some it's going to hit you on an emotional level. This is so out of really out of nowhere for superhero movies. And I think it's set a new standard. Mm -hmm. So the movie currently has a 93 percent on Rotten Tomatoes based on 337 reviews, an average rating of 7.9 out of 10 and the um the the x-men franchise was kind of at least in the beginning um with the first two really kind of gave society a more idea of what superhero movies could be Mm -hmm. because they were in a very different place you know we had a couple of the batman movies that were good and then batman forever and batman and robin just like killed that and we didn't even like it would still be like another year or so until spider-man came along so these mm-hmm. these the first two movies at least of x-men kind of with brian singer made like have us open our eyes to be like oh the possibilities actually are much more wide and can be done in a way that it works we may be seeing more of that and i think that they kind of are definitely attributed to kickstarting this whole new wave of superhero movies throughout the 2000s and 2010s so do you have um a personal emotional attachment to the series or do you like this one more or do you, uh, like how, what is your attachment to x-men i think x-men was definitely a lot more fun mm-hmm. it's more towards children you get this like large group of these mutants that have all these fantastic powers that are completely different from each other and i fell in love with it at a young age mm-hmm. and i've been following it ever since and i, I think growing up with it people in our age group people of any age group really you kind of waited for a change yeah you know absolutely i i had started watching it when x-men 3 came out i watched the the first two and i i still to this day love them x-men 3 is uh is okay but i i have followed it and i love the newest kind of offshoot of first class days future past and apocalypse i think I, I honestly prefer this this team better than the Avengers because I like that this it is kind of like also a, a it does a really good job of bringing drama and a commentary on kind of um, segregation and like um, mm-hmm. and stereotyping and racism. I think it does it very well and it makes it much more relatable and these characters kind of being more down to earth and human even though they're you know mm-hmm. superheroes. Um, so I'm a, a big fan. I'm a huge fan of the X-Men series, and this one is by far, it's definitely one of my favorites. I don't know if it is my favorite. I definitely love Days of Future Past a lot, but this movie is 
fantastic. Um, so we're going to go through the... So the movie opens, we're in 2029. Logan is driving his... Um, he's Yeah, his Chrysler limo around, and it's being carjacked by a couple of guys. And this was the... It, right out of the gate, we get a really kick-ass fight scene mm-hmm. that is... And I, I think it's good that they started off this way because, I mean, we didn't get a whole lot of, like, oh, it's been forever yeah. since this has happened. You know, there's not that big exposition-heavy, you know, montage in the beginning or voiceover or anything like that. They just want to make... You, you have to know automatically of what you're getting into. And, you know, people die uh, <laughs> in a very, very brutal way in this. Yes. open, And it's... I, like there were so many I remember when I saw it there were so many people just like groaning and just being like oh because it's it's painful it was beautiful yeah I it mean, is <laughs> you've never seen anything like this before yeah it's it's completely different and and it's clear that Logan is he's older now and he's mm-hmm. it, he's actually had the ability to age like this is not you know we haven't really seen Logan actually past the age of like you know 40 or whatever he has been in the the past few movies like he's clearly an elder man mm-hmm. and he isn't healing and it's like uh, the animantium is clearly killing him and i think what this movie does really well is that in from the get-go it takes this character that we have you know loved and it, when we kind of realize that we have to kind of let go mm-hmm. and say goodbye to him but it and it starts off it's a very slow struggle mm-hmm. i mean granted this movie being two hours 20 minutes and not feeling that long it moves very fast, but it's it's clear that he is just slowly going away, mm-hmm. and it gets harder to watch as it goes on. But- and they, they definitely did hint on that, too, in Days of Futures Past, because you saw he had a little bit of gray, but it mm-hmm. wasn't too much, and then... Like you said, right from the get-go, I mean, even when he gets out of the car and his ankles buckle, you can uh-huh. tell something's off. Yeah, and he's limping, and then later on we see that he has just scars all on him and just oof it's it's hard to watch like when he puts his shirt Mm -hmm. on he's just he shakes and yeah it's you you really feel for him Mm -hmm. um and he goes back to um his him uh professor x and this character of caliban played by steve steven merchant are hiding out in this area along the mexican border it's an oil refinery and they're keeping professor x there and i think this is also where this movie differs from many others because it shows another hero that we've come to know and love mm-hmm. um, suffering from something that's real, like kind of a real life. He's having seizures. He's having he has some brain disease. We're not really 100 percent sure of what mm-hmm. it is, but it has very clear symptoms of like Alzheimer's. And, and that is also hard to watch, too. It's just from right from the beginning. We know that everything that's come before is definitely changed over time Mm -hmm. and it's really it like i i love it but at the same time it's so just like heartbreaking yeah and but i love what they're doing with it because it is just we we never we don't see things like this Mm -hmm. this is the first of its kind really and also i must say that this is by far one of the best performances i've seen from patrick stewart in this movie he is just fantastic because he not only brings levity to it with mm-hmm. being funny, but he's also just, you know, so sweet and it's he also and it makes it more even more emotional. And in this movie he took it even further because he lost like twenty pounds uh-huh. for the role and just committed like all in to looking at this sort of emaciated, frail kind of uh-huh. Professor X that we've never really seen before. Yeah. This is also where we get hinted at the fact so it's been 25 years since a mutant has been born mm-hmm. and it seems as though logan caliban and professor x are kind of the last of the mutants because of an incident that is again hinted at but not fully realized until later that professor x had a seizure and killed most of them at least most of like the those on the x-men and i th- i feel like that you know logan kind of carries that guilt with him in a way that's just another thing that he's you know he's outlit like he's outlived all of these people but like all of these people that he you know knew and loved and worked with are gone and you know it is there's another big 
idea in this movie about loneliness, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, we don't see, this isn't really a, this isn't a team movie, no. you know, and I, I, I honestly, I like that. It works for this movie. Whereas like something like The Wolverine as a, as a standalone movie could have worked like as a storyline for the team as well. Like it, but mm-hmm. this is specifically for Wolverine and it works. Yeah. When he goes to, uh, he's he has to he's a limo driver for this funeral. Logan is a niece uh, meets uh, Gabriela Lopez, who is a um, a nurse who says that she needs um, his help to take this little girl to North Dakota. Yes, right. Yeah, this place called Eden. And at first, he's like very just like no, like I I, I don't do this stuff. I'm mm-hmm. not like absolutely not. And um, but then later on, he's confronted by. Um, this guy Pierce, who has the the metal arm, and this is one of my only flaws with the movie. I have like two flaws with it, and this is one of them. And it's I think well, Donald Pierce is that's his name, right? Yeah, Donald Pierce. Donald yeah. Pierce. He's he's not a bad villain, but he definitely could have been a little bit better. You know what I mean? Like I've not mm-hmm. like I I understand sort of his motivations because I mean he was a part of this experiment and he needs to go after and like kind of clean up everything but at the same time i feel like they could have written him just a little bit better do you know Mm -hmm. what i mean yeah it makes sense i mean really their big thing was that they were prodigies of william Stryker. wasn't that like they're carrying on his legacy of Mm -hmm. using mutants for the wrong reasons that's true so yeah i mean i like i said he's not a bad villain i just feel like he's lacking just a little bit but he says to him that he, yeah, he, this this girl is very similar to Logan, and that they just need, they just need her back, and so don't like you should call me. And he's kind of, he seems like kind of a nice guy, but Logan's like, ah, fuck you, which is is very weird to hear hear um, Logan say fuck you. It's I, I mean it makes sense obviously, yeah. but it, when you first hear it, you're like, oh, you know, you're not, you're, <laughs> it's just because you don't you don't expect that um from at least the iteration that we've seen from a pg-13 style we've only ever seen it one other time oh yeah and that was with um first, first class, class. And right tells him to fuck off yeah and that was it but it was also that was also done for comedy yeah it, it's still it i mean the gritty nature of it just takes it like differently mm-hmm. he ends up going back because gabrielle offers him like thirty thousand dollars twenty thousand yeah and he's like expected he's he wants to buy a boat and charles and calvin and him can go off and just get away from this place um he gets there and he realizes that he has been set up she has been killed but he just walks away from it he takes the money that she gave him earlier i think it was like just a couple thousand or something like that it was a full twenty thousand mm-hmm. it had the uh, the coordinates in it and where she wanted them to go i know she was he was supposed to get more money though yeah, because mm. she promised another 30000 once they right. got to North Dakota. That's but right. that turned out to mm. uh, not be true. Yeah, so... <clears throat> excuse me. So he's like, okay, I'm just going to forget about this. And he goes goes back home, and he realizes that Laura has snuck away with him. Just uh, immediately, we see that Laura is, you know, pretty smart for getting into the car without, you know, Logan noticing, and can kind of fend for herself. Mm-hmm. But we, I like, I, right from the get-go, it's clear that Logan needs to help her. And I love, I don't, I don't know what the actress's name who plays Laura. Daphne Keen. Yeah, she is fantastic. She mm-hmm. gives a really, really great child performance that doesn't have a whole lot of dialogue. There's, I mean, of, there's like, there's, there's Spanish, but there's not a lot mm-hmm. of, a lot of conversing between the two of them. It's really just based off of her the the physical aspect of her fighting and her facial expressions mm-hmm. and she does so well she's not at all she's not at all annoying and she can especially at the, and the, she gets more dialogue at the end but she's very sweet mm-hmm. and you just love her and you understand like right off the bat you know she just lost her mother she needs a place to go and she knows how to get there she needs to get there yeah um so you do feel for her and it and it's i don't know it's kind of funny watching logan kind of interact with her just because he's like, yeah, I don't give a shit. But she's like, come on, please, you know. <laughs> I thought her performance was great. I mean, mm-hmm. being this was her debut film. Mm-hmm. And I had read that it was between either her or Millie Bobby Brown to play mm-hmm. Laura. And I think that they definitely made the right choice yeah. there. I like I like Millie Bobby Brown a lot, definitely. But I think she's 
Daphne Keene actually looks younger than Millie Bobby Brown. Mm-hmm. And I think she just did a much better job. Yeah. So then Pierce uh, finds the hideout that Logan and Professor X are at. Um, Professor X and uh, Laura have a very you know quick liking to each other at least mm-hmm. she he likes her and i love their like he he is clearly so happy and like mm-hmm. enthralled by her because i mean it's the first mutant that they've seen yeah in years and i think that like just how giddy he is mm-hmm. and like just it's it's really cute like i love i love that and it's only in just a few small scenes like when she first comes in and she's yeah. eating and he knows that she's nervous and he's like choo-choo choo-choo yeah. it's just okay and <laughs> yeah. logan's like it's not a choo-choo, not a choo-choo. <laughs> what's your superpower eating <laughs> <laughs> so trying to hide her pierce comes and finds logan and he knows that um laura's inside so he sends men and she comes out we hear like just fighting going on but she comes out holding one of the men's heads mm-hmm. which is like i still thinks that that thing is one of that is one of the best moments in like a superhero movie it's mm-hmm. crazy it's so like you don't actually even see anything she mm-hmm. just comes out with the head yeah you don't it, that that's what's great that you don't have to see anything you just know that she's like crazy and a badass just from that one moment but she but like that that is just like it's it's so disturbing, but just so cool at the same mm-hmm. time, you know? And then just an all-out, like, fantastic fight scene, mm-hmm. car chase, just everything about this, like, five-minute-long sequence is so much fun. It's great. And it's not, like, I mean, sure, it's gritty, mm-hmm. but this was this was definitely a moment where it's like, okay, we need to have some fun, and then we can get to a little bit more yeah. heavy shit. All of the hand-to-hand combat scene... This like CGI and is like almost unnoticeable, mm-hmm. and I think that's another thing to praise. Like the, the CGI in this movie, you you don't really see it. At least I I don't think that you do. Uh, I think they wanted it to be real, mm-hmm. and I mean even some of the things that happen, like when they get up to the gate and Logan's like, "Hold on," and then mm-hmm. they don't get through. Like that wouldn't actually work mm-hmm. in real life, so they kind of kept to that. Yeah, definitely, and I I love that. That's like my favorite moment of this entire fight is when they're in the car mm-hmm. and they're driving and they're trying to get through the gate like that's great um they however in this entire fight they've captured caliban mm-hmm. and they um he's albino so they torture him with the sun and that is like that that's like scary mm-hmm. like what is his what is his power he's oh he's a tracker right yeah he called himself a glorified truffle pig <laughs> I love that Stephen Merchant is in this movie. He's so great. He's not that funny, but he he was just like the perfect. He looks just he, he just looks like perfect for it, mm-hmm. and then he he does so well. And yeah, so what wasn't he part of this whole experiment in some way, or did he have? He was originally part of the company Transigen, which is the place where all of these mutants were being created. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was in charge of tracking down the kids that they currently have and i believe the parents the fathers that were kept like their mutant genes he helped find that Mm -hmm. and then like they found so the whole stories that they have um they were using um they were breeding mutants to be used as weapons they we all find this out from gabriella's cell phone that logan took and they would um weren't these like from children that were like gotten rid of by their parents or something Mm -hmm. like that they said something about like young mothers it was um yeah just young mexican women that they impregnated Mm -hmm. artificially from um male dna and mutant dna Mm -hmm. and they bred it together and it seemed to be going really well but then they decided to break out and some of the nurses including gabriella helped them escape which is Mm -hmm. why we have laura and i think that this this scene is exposition heavy, but I think they do it in a way. It's almost kind of like a cheating technique because you, it's they're not completely told it like Laura. It's not like a conversation that you and I are having. We do see it from this, you know, from this cell phone. And it, it's kind of like a weird documentary that she put together, mm-hmm. which is a little bit of a moment where you kind of have to suspend your disbelief that she was able to like that, that she did all that. But at the yeah. same time, it's like, all right, I'll I'll go with it because it kind of looks cool. It's scary what they're doing to those kids. But I mean, we've seen, we yeah, like we know about William Stryker and his 
and his accolades and they do tie that in pretty well it's not sometimes exposition can be just used it's way too much mm-hmm. or it's like meaningless i think we do need this to understand where laura came from and it, you are right it does help us understand the the motives of of pierce and his men mm-hmm. a little because bit more it, it all started with the the weapon x program and then it sort of built into this big thing uh they're on their way um up to i think they end up in oklahoma city or something like that mm-hmm. at a um I, I love the scene at the gas station or <laughs> like beats the shit out of this one guy, the one worker and Logan's like not okay where we're going <laughs> that that is just that is total like I mean sure they're mutants but I love that's like a perfect like kind of this movie is a very good father daughter mm-hmm. movie and that's a that is a perfect like Logan has to become a father that is a mm-hmm. total father thing to do I mean granted he, she almost killed someone but like yeah. that's the perfect I mean like no that is we are going to get in the car yeah. I mean even before that when she's out on the horse and she's shaking it because she wants to have it keep going you know uh-huh. and she needs another quarter and he like snatches her hand yeah and he just gives her the quarter yeah. last last ride <laughs> <laughs> so they end up in uh this hotel room um, in Oklahoma City, uh, where a they're in a casino, and they're watching this old Western movie um, with, or at least Professor X and Laura are watching it, and we find out that the the X Men comics actually exist in this movie. Mm-hmm. I that's a really interesting tie-in. You mm-hmm. don't see that like that. That's another very original thing that I think this movie did is kind of break the fourth wall in a way yeah. that isn't really breaking the fourth wall i think that's i like i don't know like I, I wasn't expecting them to do that to make it so like that these comics actually exist and i like that he's like yeah it's all a lie mm-hmm. like it's it's they, they just created it for money yeah he's mm-hmm. like a fourth of it is true maybe even less than that mm-hmm. yeah exactly but we find out that the coordinates that were given to logan for Eden appear in this X-Men comic book. So we are led to believe that this was all just, this was all a lie mm-hmm. to get her out to, to keep her safe, which I mean, from when you're looking at it from this perspective, sure. It's a little frustrated from this point in the movie. Sure. It's frustrating, but I can understand like, I mean, obviously we know the ending of the movie, but it's like, mm-hmm. I can understand why she would do that. Mm-hmm. Cause I mean, if she just was like, here, take him or take her, where am I going? I don't know. Anywhere. I think he would be less inclined to do it. Yeah. Um. So while we're in the hotel room, we get a, a whole seizure a sequence where Professor X is having seizures, which af- which affects everyone in a way where like isn't everything like slows down and it's because like he can do that with his mind, like he can stop. It's essentially the same as what we saw in X two mm-hmm. when they're in that museum and he makes everybody freeze. The only difference is he has no control over it. Yeah. And it's kind of like halfway in between because like they can mm-hmm. still kind of move, yeah. But and it affects is like everyone's like like I think I don't remember what they they had like kind of a medical term for it later when they were when they were listening to it on the radio. But mm-hmm. that is like a that is a really really good like uh, manipulation of time scene because it's clear that like Logan has to get to like the eleventh floor or something mm-hmm. like that, and he's on the bottom floor and he has to like move as fast as he can and he only can go so fast and so it's literally like i, I just rewatched this last week and i was li- like i was this so tense mm-hmm. the tension in that scene is great because of how they've manipulated the time and it's really great to see him the, the, and also we've only seen this like kind of one other time was when in x in x-men 3 the last stand when i mean i know this was all of gene's doing but we see logan trying to get to mm-hmm. professor x in the house so it's kind of like that but also not kind of like that and I, I love that he takes some, all the men out one by one. And as soon as it stops, they all just fall to the ground. Mm-hmm. And that, that is like, they created an action scene without really any action in it. You know, and I, but it has the same tension and almost anxiety as an action scene would give. Mm-hmm. Well, that was sort of the first big display of what it can do. Because you hear Pierce say earlier on in the film... We hear the government recognizes his brain as a weapon of mass destruction, and that sort of makes you think, well, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and it, it, it's it's scary of what this can do because we learn a little bit later that that like everyone in that hotel was affected, 
and it's it's kind of it's really kind of heartbreaking when he's pushing Professor X and he's like I'm sorry like mm-hmm. I'm so sorry it's like oh he can't control yeah. it you know <laughs> it it oh, it's it really sucks so they get they get everyone out and they're driving down Oklahoma uh, out of Oklahoma and uh, a bunch of horses run past and they decide to like stop and help this family and charles is actually able to use i like that we we do see him use his powers where mm-hmm. he can actually control it and it, it kind of gives us a little bit of hope that maybe he is like still okay or that he will get better yeah. or something like that um and this has my favorite line in the movie their help so they help them get the horses back and they're like oh how can we repay you and he's like oh it's my name is uh uh james it's my dad chuck <laughs> <laughs> my favorite line in the whole movie i love it so much it's so funny <laughs> well because i would i wouldn't have thought of that no. like like uh, that's so quick and i i don't even know like like i wouldn't know what to do in that situation mm-hmm. i probably would just tell him my real name but i wouldn't have been able to thought of like oh yeah i would have probably just been like yeah this is my dad charles like just chuck it's perfect i love it it's so great um and this family i i i really like this family mm-hmm. the the munson family like i i they they take them in and they give them like nice hospitality and this was a really great break not only for the audience mm-hmm. but for the characters you can see them actually like you know interacting with humans that are like opening their hearts to them they've yeah. just been surrounded by chaos this entire time especially during dinner yeah they have that scene. And that whole scene was ad-libbed oh really yeah it was all improvised by That's the actors it's done really well because i like they're talking about like traveling and it, they're just talking about like they're almost like realizing that the world because i mean it's kind of like how a fa- like a farmer's mentality is they are away from like the world itself mm-hmm and they are kind of like acting like you know everything's okay we are we just have each other and everything's fine and everything's going to be fine Mm -hmm. and it it, like it helps uh logan laura and um professor x they're all just it gives them time to breathe Mm -hmm. and it's great to see uh, these other people open their hearts to them yeah like I, i love that so they stay the night and logan goes to help will um do something with like the water power or something like that mm-hmm. like about a mile away and i love all of these people that come <laughs> to stop him he's like i'll give you the like count of three to like mm-hmm. walk away and, and he's like one two and logan grabs his gun and beats the shit out of him and he's like three like that that's so mm-hmm. that's like the total like there's moments in this of the standard action movie that we are used to and that's one of them it's a there's the cool badass mm-hmm. like one-liner that like that we want logan to say yeah and I mean, even when he breaks the gun over his knee mm-hmm. and then, um, is it Will? Yeah. Yeah. He turns to him. He's like, you've had training. And Logan's like, some. <laughs> <laughs> he's, uh, this, the characters in this movie are top notch, mm-hmm. like honestly. So they stay the night and we see the Professor X in his bed and he's just about to go to sleep. And he's like, he real he's starting to remember everything that happened. And that was just this whole sequence um even just like that one moment where he remembers and he realizes what happened and while he can't control it still feels an overwhelmingly amount of grief like almost starts to break down mm-hmm. and he thinks that logan is right like next to him to like thinking it's going to be okay but it's um it's x24 which i didn't like at first i was like it was you th- I think they manipulate the audience in a good way to make mm-hmm. at least those who haven't read the comics to think like oh it's just Logan, but then he stabs him, and it's like, oh my god, like yeah. what's going on? It was such a the biggest shock. Mm-hmm. I was like, definitely not expecting it, and I maybe that's because I'm like naive and I don't know because I don't read the comics, mm-hmm. so I I wasn't sure that I didn't know that there was gonna be a clone mm-hmm. of Logan, but like th- like they I think that the way they filmed it because of like how the lighting is you don't fully see mm-hmm. that it is a clone, you just kind of assume that it is him, you know, yeah, and. It, I wasn't expecting Professor X to die in this movie. If I'm being completely so honest, heartbreaking. it was awful. Oh, it's so, and I, it doesn't hit me until later, yeah. but like, because I think that they do that well too, mm-hmm. is that they, they take the intensity. It doesn't give you time to breathe because you mm-hmm. see that Professor X has been killed. And then you're like, oh my God, that's a clone of Logan. And oh, Logan's all the way back there. And then like all of Stryker's team's coming in with um, Caliban. It's like, everything is happening yeah. at once. And I think that's another like, great thing is that the, the pacing of this movie mm-hmm. there they do really well they give you 
those brief moments where it's like, oh, okay, that's nice. And then you're back in and you literally can't breathe. And especially, you know, when Logan goes upstairs to see what happened mm-hmm. and he sees professor x and he's like it wasn't me it wasn't me yeah you feel that sort of remorse like yeah. he wants him to know that it's not him at all mm-hmm. and i think what's great is that even though they set up earlier that the fact that they're they argue and that maybe professor x doesn't necessarily like appreciate what logan does because of his state it's you know they still have that initial bond mm-hmm. to each other and he just is like okay it's gonna it's gonna be okay okay and the whole family is killed by X-24. And um, X-24 is crazy. Mm-hmm. This, uh, I honestly love this edition because, I mean, I was telling my friend the other night, it's like there's no, there's really nothing that makes you more pumped and energized than a raging Hugh Jackman in a movie. <laughs> and I was like, when we have two in this movie, and it makes it even better. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the fight scenes with x24 mm-hmm. they're brutal yes it's, it's, extremely <laughs> they don't like it, they don't hold anything back and mm-hmm. you also think that like and this is another thing where the the cg of um of x24 looks great mm-hmm. like um i'm not sure if they did like a stand in and then masked it over or how they did it but it looks fantastic yeah and especially you know the fight between x24 and logan and you think oh logan's just out of his realm right now he's not going to get through this and all of a sudden will comes through and just rams x24 into this farm equipment yeah and it's all over yeah that's another great theme that i think is a a kind of a a bigger theme in this movie is that old versus new Mm -hmm. like we see like x24 and logan fighting against each other is clearly you know newer technology Mm -hmm. versus like technology of like years and years and years ago that has kind of worn out mm-hmm. and is is slowly dying but this like x24 there's no stopping him and caliban um grabs grenades he's in the he's in this truck and he sacrifices himself by blowing grenades up and he says like beware the light and i think mm-hmm. that that's really interesting is for two reasons i like the fact that he like the way that he died is ironic, but it's fitting at the same time. Yeah. Because of the light, but also we get not that much of Caliban, but yet you still feel for him mm-hmm. because the, his final act. Like if he just died because of like an accident or whatever, yeah, it wouldn't have been as like kind of um, impactful as it was. Mm-hmm. And but watching it because he sacrificed himself it shows that he is a selfless person you and cares tell that he did what he did because he felt at fault because he was forced into tracking them yeah so that was just what he felt like he had to do yeah but he knew that yeah that was he and he just had to save them mm-hmm. and this was really the only way and i i think that's a great a really great character character moment for him so this big battle afterwards um will is able to like kind of hoard off x24 for a bit and then dies right there i'm in front of logan but logan and laura are able to escape they go until morning and this i think this moment this is another moment to breathe but it's also a moment to mourn Mm -hmm. because you know we have charles dying is the very beginning of the whole action scene Mm -hmm. it's you know it's not until the very end where i think that we kind of have to let it set in to realize like this character is gone and his the fact that logan can't really say anything makes it even more heartbreaking Mm -hmm. this this movie is completely humanizing Mm -hmm. of logan i mean even when he's trying to eulogize him and all he can say is well it's got water yeah because he wanted the sun seeker Mm -hmm. and then afterwards he goes over to his truck and one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie is when he picks up the shovel and just starts beating the yeah. truck because he doesn't know what to do with yeah. himself and i think i i remember people laughing when that happened um and i mean you can kind of it is a little funny but at the same time i mean it makes sense as to why he does it because i mean frustrated with whatever's going on with his truck because it won't start mm-hmm. but the fact that his mentor and really like best friend mm-hmm. just was he just had to bury him that it was the one thing that he didn't want to have to do and it's it's awful i mean it's it's so hard to watch but it again it is just something that we 
it they built it up so well the previous movies of how we know professor x and how the character has moved and what he was especially with the first two i think that Mm -hmm. they made it so that this final death was really heartbreaking because they changed him so much i mean while x-men the last stand the death was kind of sad it's much Mm -hmm. more hard-hitting here because we feel like it's real after that um, um, logan passes out in the middle of the street and he's taking him to a doctor and uh by, by laura he mentions like you're very sick you should go and find out what it is i've never met anyone of your kind and logan's like i know what it is yeah um and i love the scene i think it's immediately after laura and logan it's their first time actually being alone (laughs) and i like that she's like yelling at him and he's like shut the shut the fuck up like i just love that and then she gets really frustrated starts beating him and he's like don't hit me don't Don't hit me me. it's a it's a really great father-daughter movie Mm -hmm. and it doesn't because it's not like it's it's the complete opposite of superhero sidekick Mm -hmm. they're both heroes in their own right but that's not what we're focusing on you know they're it's just their relationship and who they are as people Mm -hmm. because you know he wants this own life of his own that he has pretty much just seen destroyed in front of him and everything that's come before it and he feels so much guilt but she wants to be able to see the light and like realize that everything's going to be okay and get Mm -hmm. to this place she needs to get there she's persistent and determined and that fact and logan's kind of his past has made him the complete opposite in that it's not going to be okay yeah and they're and that's why they they clash but they work well together Mm -hmm. um it's a re- it's honestly like one of the more better pairings of characters in recent movie history. Definitely. And I mean to add to his frustration too. This is also the first time we hear her speak and he's like you can talk. Yeah. <laughs> it's like god damn it. Like that's just a minor frustration, but yeah. So they they're driving along and Logan basically just like passes out because mm-hmm. he's so tired and he wakes up and they and Eden does actually exist or at least mm-hmm. this this group of children that she was talking about, like, um, I can't remember any of their names. Uh, Richter, Delilah, something along those lines. Yeah. And they, he, he's kind of, he's extremely surprised. Like, they're they're all real. And they help him, and they're saying, like, okay, we're going to leave in, like, the next day or something mm-hmm. like that, or, like, two days or something like that. They're planning to go, to go find Eden and meet up with the others. Um one of my favorite moments in this is when I think it's like after he gets his money from Richter and he's like, okay, you got Laura. That's all that, you know, ever really mattered. And she finds the adamantium bullet mm-hmm. and he's like, yeah. Um, so I, I was actually thinking of killing myself with it. Yeah. And that's like, I mean, we saw the use of the adamantium bullet in, uh, origins origins and a lot of people were like well that's just dumb mm-hmm. like it was just a, it, and it kind of does at least in the context of that movie seem like a cop-out but i like that they brought it back here to where it actually is kind of a it is kind of the the darkest side of this character and mm-hmm. that he clearly is not happy with himself and he can't deal with this anymore to the point where he would just end it all and i i, I can't give this movie enough props for how <laughs> just completely different and down to earth it is Mm -hmm. and you have to understand too at this point he's almost 200 years old i mean Mm -hmm. he's lived quite a life and i mean he everyone he's come to know and love is gone at this point yeah and yeah and he says that like he realized like he's like my he's not gonna go with them you know he's like my job is done you know everything i've loved and cared about has gone and she's like this is one of my another one of my favorite lines she says like well then i'll be okay Mm -hmm. and that i think hits him too i you know i i really i really love that line because i think you can see in his face afterwards that he does feel really bad about all that yeah and he he doesn't fully realize it until the very end that they did kind of need each other through all of this Mm -hmm. and of course the fan favorite scene that was there, I think, purely for the fans, but it works. He wakes up, and they're all clipping his yeah. his beard, and he has the classic Wolverine. They put the mutton chops the back mutton on chops. him. 
it doesn't really look all that great but honestly it's really funny and i I can't i really can't fault the movie for doing something like that because Mm -hmm. if you put yourself in james mangle's position you're like okay fans have been berating me forever to do something like you know we want the original logan suit or whatever and it was just like no it looks stupid you know (laughs) giving the fans the mutton chops for a quick moment of comedic levity I'm I I'm okay with that, you know, and mm-hmm. and it and it works. Well, they, he had it in the beginning of the X Men franchise, mm-hmm. and then I think you kind of needed a moment like that too. You were just being berated with like unfortunate event after unfortunate event, yeah. and then you you just get this like second. Yeah, he's like, it's not funny. It's not funny. <laughs> he's like, God damn it, I'm dealing with a bunch of children. You know, clearly the last thing he ever wanted to mm-hmm. to deal with. So he wakes up the next day and he finds that everyone is gone. He's they've been captured by um, Doctor um, Xander Rice. That's the guy who was kind of the uh, another bigger head in this whole operation. Mm-hmm. Um, this is another like part of my flaw. I think they introduce him kind of like as the, the he has his like villain moment a little bit late. I feel like yeah. Because, like, I think when he comes out and is like, oh, you know, I spearheaded this whole thing or whatever, I think that's when you kind of switch it to in the in your head. It's like, okay, so does that mean that he's the bigger villain than Pierce is? I think that that quick switch kind of makes it wasn't 100% necessary, I feel mm-hmm. like. And that was that was in terms of the characters, like that villain-wise, that big switch at the end doesn't make it seem all that i i think x24 is a bigger clear adversary than rice or pierce in my mind because i mean it's clear what they're doing they want to get you know these these kids but i think they introduce sander rice as kind of a bigger villain a little bit late Mm -hmm. that just my opinion but i think but it, it i think they um they kind of mend over that with x24 so it's not a clear law it's not a the biggest lost cause that they mm-hmm. could have um so he we get one final amazing wolverine moment there's this is this is the moment where it's like it's he's no longer just logan he's wolverine he injects himself with some sort of like steroid or something like that and he goes fucking ape shit yeah. i love he's he's running through the woods and he's screaming yeah he's, and he's just going as hard as he can and just dicing everyone mm-hmm. his way and that you know you have to have that moment mm-hmm. you, you gotta have that moment in, in a movie like this but it's just it's so satisfying mm-hmm. just to see and you know just seeing Hugh Jackman do it one more time and it just gets your blood running yeah I love it it's like you can run a mile after seeing <laughs> that scene um and so he so he he goes and goes and goes and he is getting as wounded as like as can be and it's clear he's running out of steam like he's just like that steroid wore off so fast and it's mm-hmm. it heightens the emotion because it's like this is gonna come to a head that like we're yeah. probably not gonna you know be too happy with but mm-hmm. like um and so he i and i love that while he's fighting x24 the kids are the ones um that kill pierce yeah i like that because it i like it shows that this again like kind of new versus old that these that Mm -hmm. the new the newer mutants they are that they they are capable and extraordinary yeah but that they are the dominant force and that they will live on Mm -hmm. um because you didn't really see what they were capable of beforehand no no as he's fighting off x24 he um, there are many moments where you think that he's won mm-hmm. and he's like yes he did it like he gets like a big ton of like steel gets just dropped on him you're like alright yeah he's mm-hmm. he's done nope and he just they just keep on going and then he um, X-24 grabs Logan and he drags him and he sticks him through this part on a this big log mm-hmm. on a tree and that is the most painful like just like not emotionally painful but literally physically painful part of this movie it literally looks like it like i can't even imagine what level of pain that is <laughs> it just looks like it hurts so much and it, it you just like they're clenched up like right in your seat mm-hmm. um and then but they are able to conquer x24 and once again i gotta say their fight scenes together 
are just fantastic. Yes. They're so well choreographed and just so well utilized with every move and moment on screen. Mm-hmm. They, they just knock it out of the park. And I think now, as Logan is dying, we realize that, that that's when he realizes that I think it comes to a head that he realizes or it comes out that he did really care for Laura and that they need to go and, and live on. Mm-hmm. Well, you can see in this moment, and I think it's probably the most beautiful moment in the whole entire film Uh yeah that everything he just did sacrificing himself was all for the sake of his child yeah like you took this character who throughout the entire franchise was never able to love anything because everything he loved was destroyed and finally he was able to love something but had to destroy himself in order to do it Mm -hmm. yeah and it turned yeah it makes him very very selfless and the line where he says, um, oh, so this is what it feels like. That is, mm-hmm. oh, that starts it for me. Yeah, especially, and then she clenches his hand and says, just the word daddy. Yeah. And it just breaks your heart. It's awful. It's, it's, and that, like I said, that starts it for me. And it, it, it fades to black and then comes back in and she's reading a eulogy and that's where mm-hmm. it hits me the hardest because it comes full circle back. That's like the speech that she hears in that Western movie that her and um, Professor X were listening to. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just is, it, it's so symbolic and just really like kind of paints this character as a, as a true hero and lovable character that, you know, it's it's very sad that he's gone and not be with these kids, but we realize now that this part of our life, especially for people who have kind of grown up with the X-Men mm-hmm. movies, like, that's, like, over. Yeah. You know, and it is, kind of feels like that we are saying goodbye to someone that we love and have grown up with. Mm-hmm. And um, it makes it all the more, like, heartbreaking. And that's when I start to break down. Mm-hmm. Like, that kills me. And then, obviously, one of the best um, endings ending shots in a superhero movie she takes the cross and turns it on its side for an as an x Mm -hmm. and that not even needing to say anything else i think ends it really well yeah and that just that reaffirms that this is the ending yeah this is it and that he i think that he will be remembered Mm -hmm. i think that's kind of another symbol for it um Mm -hmm. i have to say though i was so angry when i was watching this movie in theaters because there was a guy like three seats down from me who made like four comments throughout the movie. It was clearly a big Logan fan. Mm-hmm. So the, the first indication I knew this wasn't going to be good was because he, when we were watching the trailers for, it was war for the planet of the apes came on throughout mm-hmm. the entire movie. He had his fists raised above his head, the entire trailer for the two and a half minute trailer. He had his fists raised above his head because he was clearly excited, <laughs> but through the whole trailer wanted everyone to know that he was pumped for this movie. And there were a couple, so there was like one moment where, uh, I th- I think it was like I don't know, but he was like, "Oh wow!" Like uh, very audibly, said, "Was like, dude, shut up!" And during this <laughs> moment, when she took the cross and turned it on its side to make an X, as soon as it hit there, I'm literally like crying. Yeah. And he audibly, while everyone is silent, goes, "Huh, nice." I almost got out of my seat. And was like, <laughs> "Fuck you, shut up!" <laughs> All right. And he's like just sitting there, like, "Huh, nice, so cool." It's like, wow, you clearly missed the point. Like, it was, oh, it was so frustrating, but it didn't take away them anything from the movie for me. <laughs> I just heard nothing but silence and sniffling yeah. in that theater. Yeah, I would have loved that, but like, no, I got and then asshole over here. In the end, when. The song "When the Man Comes to Town" uh-huh. by Johnny Cash comes on. It just—it's perfect. Yeah, it's, it really. Part of me wishes they had played "Hurt" by Johnny Cash, mm-hmm. but it's good that they did a Johnny Cash song regardless. Because there's a, what other artist is there that embodies Logan more than Johnny Cash? Mm-hmm. Like but honestly, if, if you know the connotation of that song, which it's essentially about the coming of Christ for Judgment Day, mm. and so that sort of ties in with him to be able to say like this was his Judgment Day. Yeah, and I, I think it's perfect. Yeah. Um, what do you, so as someone who's read the comics, how well do you think that they did in adapting them? Do you think it's more of kind of a loose translation, or they just did it for the character's sake, or do you think um it is a really good adaptation? What do you think? Well, I haven't finished all of old old man Logan yet, but I can definitely say it's a lot more about the character itself and not what was in the comics because. 
he's much more like standalone, off going to bars, fighting, you know, these bad guys in his older age. And it doesn't really focus on his relationship between his daughter and his relationship with Charles Xavier. It's much more he's doing his own thing right now. I can't say for the later parts of Old Man Logan, but definitely in the beginning, it's not at all similar. Gotcha. Gotcha. I think that's a good thing. I I don't think adaptations get um, get enough praise um, for. I mean, a lot of times, especially with superhero movies or like books that are extremely popular, they don't. A lot of times, it's like, oh, they didn't. Everything about the story is just wrong. Mm-hmm. It's wrong. But there are times where it's like, I, I maybe they just adapt because it's an a, an adaptation. You have to change things that work well with film. And sometimes the story just works better with film. Or sometimes, and I, I, I want to use this example because it's a it's a really different approach to it, is when uh, Aaron Sorkin adapted Walter Isaacson's biography of Steve Jobs. Most of the stuff in... There's a lot of stuff that happened in the movie Steve Jobs that didn't really happen in the book. Mm-hmm. But the whole point of it was to get the idea of who Steve Jobs was, what, how his mind worked, how he interacted mm-hmm. with people, how it was with Steve Wozniak. It's not straight life biopic. You know, it's about the character himself. Mm-hmm. And they do it in a different way with story, but I think that, that many adaptations don't necessarily get enough praise for that. Yeah. Because a lot of people are just like, this, the, the story is completely different. Well, it's like, well, it's it's taking the characters and like, and I understand that some people want to see that story but sometimes you have that character and it gets the character right and that's enough for mm. saying it was like a, a good adaptation I, I feel and i don't think a lot enough people focus on it that way too yeah and there's there's definitely a difference there's comic book wolverine and then there's film wolverine and i think having hugh jackman being in this for so long you could have made any adaptation of old man Logan. i think it would have worked perfectly just because of who he is Mm -hmm. and there's really not many other actors who could play Mm -mm. wolverine at least because like i mean hugh jackman just looks and sounds and just acts completely like who you want logan to be like if they were to ever replace logan it wouldn't be the same there's no one that you could capture like because i mean we have so many iterations of superheroes that it's like we're kind of used to the point where like like yeah all right like i can see that happening or like when ben affleck has batman it's like all right or some people are like no that just wouldn't work but like i don't know if there's another person that could play yeah wolverine well, or it's logan been 17 years i mean that's just yeah. it's hard to follow up and i think that's why they didn't ever mention anything about another wolverine film it's been more like well we're gonna build off with x23 let's see what laura's gonna do yeah and I think that was what they planned on doing in the beginning. Uh-huh. And I think this is just one of the better superhero movies because, I mean, it just kind of stands on its own. Mm-hmm. And while I think it definitely helps to understand the character of watching the other X-Men movies, story-wise, you don't necess- I think you can kind of go into this movie on its own, yeah. in, in my opinion, it seems like, and, follow, and you can follow it along. Mm-hmm. It's a really good standalone movie. So for analysis... If you go into this movie expecting a superhero movie, you know, sometimes you can't really think about or get a lot of deeper themes in certain superhero movies. Mm -hmm. A lot of times it's just like clear character moments or just focusing on the story. I think that this one, if you if you look at it, you're definitely focused on the fact that it's very human Mm -hmm. and almost like real in a way that I think that the main point of this movie or at least the major themes is that the fact obviously it's a father-daughter movie mm-hmm. and new versus old and in the end i think that we are saying goodbye to not only someone that we know but like kind of the old era yeah and introducing these new mutants which is another thing that i like like i said i like that they that the new mutants kill pierce because it shows mm-hmm. that that they will continue on and that this new generation is okay and to kind of tag off of that there's also this kind of theme of hope yeah because logan has lost all hope and all faith the only thing that's Mm -hmm. keeping him going is the fact that he's gonna get money Mm -hmm. and that he 
will get his boat and him and Professor X and Caliban, they're going to be okay on this boat and whatever. But when all of that goes away halfway through the movie, what there's nothing really else that he can that he has to hope for other than Laura. And even at first, he doesn't accept that. Yeah. And that's that's the biggest part, I think, in this film is character development and him to see someone so selfish and so lost uh-huh. find purpose and be able to put everything he has into someone else. Yeah. And even if it like is at the very last moment of his life, mm-hmm. it is a complete arc that he goes from one side to the complete opposite side in two hours and 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And they did, they just, they did it so well through these moments of just complete humility and I or humanity. And I, I just, I love it. They did such a great job with it. And I think that that is kind of the overall takeaway for this movie is that, that transitioning from, you know, the newer, from the old generation to the new generation can be good and that you have to have hope in it. Mm-hmm. Um, what what do you take away from this movie the most? Is there a message that you see or an interpretation or is it more so the I, I definitely am focused more on the characters, but what mm-hmm. what is what do you take away from it? Um, I think that with this film, you were never really going to get like a clean cut vigilante like you see with a lot of other films and the the raw emotion and the experience that you get from this is completely different. And I think it opens up new doors for future films to be able to say, like, we don't have to have this extremely happy, you know, everything worked out in the end sort of ending that we've always seen with Marvel. I think that the message here is we can come to expect some kind of change with the X-Men franchise. Yeah. Or just like the superhero movies in general. Mm -hmm. And I guess that theme of transitioning from old to the new can be like kind of brought to real life in movies and that you can do something that is that has been seen and done on. And I, I we actually I talked about this with uh, with Chris when we did our Hot Fuzz videos that you can um, take something that's been done numerous times and and putting a new spin on it mm-hmm. makes it even better. And. I think this movie set the precedent of what like the first X-Men movie yeah. did and saying that superhero movies can be something. Mm-hmm. I think this movie takes that idea and ends this era of X-Men with saying that they can be something even better. Which is something we've never seen either is Marvel has this tendency to just continuously drag on characters till the end of time. And Logan brought us for the first time an ending. Yeah, signified that this is it. He's in done. a in a very clear in in the Marvel sense. Mm-hmm. Yes, we don't. You don't. You definitely haven't seen that. Like I mean, we've seen franchises die. Yeah, or we've seen actors come and go. But here is where literally like a character you can watch it from the beginning and end and mm-hmm. get a complete story. And that's why too is if you sat in the theater till the end of the credits there is no post credit scene uh-huh. and that really does tell you that's it yeah there's nothing there's nothing more to look forward to and it wouldn't have been appropriate either. it really wouldn't have there i don't think there was anything else that could have been said or that would have worked like if, they, if there was like a joke or something it just wouldn't have worked no and i, I it just they they ended it where they needed to mm-hmm. and i think they realized at the right time Especially like maybe with like the Wolverine that came out, I was like, okay, maybe it's time that it's maybe it's a little time to end this. And I think they just picked a, the a really really great time mm-hmm. and a perfect way to end it. I think it was smart on Hugh Jackman's part to be able to say, I don't want to be forced to go out. I want to go out, you know, yeah. with dignity basically. And yeah. they did it in the best way possible. Definitely. Um, so now it's time to rate this movie. So where does this movie rank for you and why? Well, I mean, I'm not trying to sound like, oh, yes, of course. But I would say platinum Uh just because I've never been so emotionally involved and invested in a film like this before. I've never become so attached to a character over a certain number of years only to be able to experience the end in such a graceful and exciting way yeah and i think just this adaptation and 
everything with this film combined to me just makes it worthy of platinum. I would agree. I'm definitely going to give it platinum too. And while I do have, I mean, a couple issues with the, with the villain, um, my, uh, when I, when the movie ended, when I first watched it at first, it was like, Oh, I, I wish I wanted just a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Like at first I was like, I want to see them like have like one more quick scene or quick shot or something like that. Not nothing big, just one more quick scene, like with the kids. But I, when I rewatched it last week, I was like, no, the way it ends is fine because the what is important is that we know they're going to go on. It's going to be okay. But focusing on the fact that the it's about this character. Mm-hmm. It's not about moving on to these people. It's more about ending with this character. And I think the fact that everyone, this is easily one of, you know, if not the best performance in Hugh Jackman's career. Definitely. Um, it's one of, I think Prisoners is a little bit better, but still that he is just, he's better than he's ever been as Logan. Just everyone gave top-notch performances. The writing is really well done. Story, dialogue, and all. And another thing we didn't really talk about is that it looks great. The cinematography is great. The way they use colors, a lot of grays and golds, and the way they manipulate light to do that just makes it just so... It's vibrant, yet dirty and beautiful all at the same time. Mm -hmm. So for those reasons, I would give it a platinum i still think i think i like days of future past a little bit more but this movie is still it's revolutionary mm-hmm. honestly it's i think like you said with hugh jackman is by far the best performance that he's ever had mm. as wolverine definitely um i'm definitely gonna miss him <laughs> no. all right that's gonna do it for this episode of frankly i love movies thanks for coming in lexi yeah, i'm glad you. i'm glad you chose this Um, So make sure to check us out on Facebook and Twitter. And we are out every other Tuesday. And tune in in two weeks for a new episode with a new movie and a new guest. Thanks for listening. Until then, I'm Josh Wall. And frankly, I love movies. Movies.